the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey everyone, my name is Reagan. Welcome to Conversations with Sarah, with your host, Sarah Carnes. She's my mom. She's on the radio and TV and loves the Cleveland Browns. But one of her favorite things is connecting with you. She wants to help you live a healthy, happy life. I don't know how she does it. She even got me to love carrots and eat broccoli. Thanks for listening. Well, welcome back to another week with Conversations with Sarah. Hey, I'm so glad you joined us this week. I am very thrilled to share with you. Our guest today is Laura Story. I love her. I've always loved her music. She's a Grammy award-winning singer-songwriter. She's known for her hits such as Blessings, Indescribable, Mighty to Save. She is a worship leader. She's a mom. She's a mom of four kids. And she actually just got her doctorate, too, in worship studies. I know. As soon as I saw that, I was like, wait a minute. You have four little kids at home, and you just found time to go get your doctorate as well. And she's the most kind, humble woman. Uh, She's just so wonderful. I love her. And she just wrote a new book. Actually, I just got it. It's called I Give Up. It's the secret joy of living a surrendered life. Now, I would be the first to raise my hand and say, I like to be in control. I like knowing my schedule. I like knowing exactly what's going on in relationships, my future. And that's not how life works, right? It's good to have a handle, and I I like that. But when things don't go your way, how do you handle it? And this book is so great. I started it. I couldn't put it down. And she talks a lot about how to delight in the gifts and the way your life is going, no matter your circumstances, why waiting on God It's not a step-by-step process. You do have to learn from it. She herself has been through a lot. Her husband, Martin, faced a brain tumor very soon after they were married. They've faced infertility. Uh, Their son was born with a birth defect, but she realized that, you know, she was looking for happiness that comes from circumstances rather than finding it in the deep joy that comes from God. And again and again, she had to just say, I give up, Lord, I'm surrendering. And sometimes that's not always easy to do. So I love that she's found the beauty in it. Again, the book is called I Give Up. She has new music coming out as well. But her song, Blessings, in particular, has always spoken to me. Um, I've been through different things in life, some hills and valleys, I always say, And it's always, you know, so humbling to go through those times. But I have learned for me to stop saying, why me? Why me? And start, you know, turning that into wise me. Because I feel like all of these trials and tribulations or, you know, rough times that we go through, they always end up teaching me something. I always end up strengthening my faith, my relationship with Christ. And the song Blessings It's just about that. What if your blessings come through raindrops? What if healing comes through pain? 
So I want to play the song first before we talk to Laura, just to help remind us what blessings can really be. So here is Laura's story and blessings. We pray for blessings. We pray for peace. Comfort for family, protection while we sleep. We pray for healing, for prosperity. We pray for your mighty hand to ease our suffering. spoken need Yet love is way too much to give us lesser things Cause what if your blessings come through raindrops What if your healing comes through tears What if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're near in disguise We pray for wisdom Your voice to hear And we cry in anger When we cannot feel you near We doubt your goodness We doubt your love As if every promise from your word is not enough And all the while you hear each desperate plea And long that we'd have faith to believe Cause what if your blessings come Disappointments or the aching of 
just love that song. I remember hearing it for the first time and just instantly clinging to it. So beautiful. And it's so great to have Laura here today. Thank you for joining us. Hey, you're so kind. Thank Uh, you. I love it. Your song, Blessings, has always meant a lot to me. And you have a new book coming out called I Give Up. You you actually are a doctor now, too. I know. That's just silly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really, it's really incredible because you're a mom of four. You have now your doctorate in worship studies, yes. which, first of all, is incredible that you could go and do all of that, balance everything. So there's so many things I want to talk to you about. Um, but first of all, I want to go back to the song Blessings because I feel like it's one of those things in life that I've learned, I guess learned the hard way, yeah. is that you have expectations in life. Uh, you have your Pinterest board, your vision <laughs> of how everything wants to go, and it, it never goes as planned. Yeah. But that's okay. That's what the song Blessings has always meant to me. Sometimes blessings come in raindrops. Come Sometimes the, the stuff that is furthest from what you think will be a yeah. blessing ends up being the the biggest thing in your life that helps you grow, helps your marriage grow, helps, you know, your kids' relationship, whatever it may be. And this book, it came out uh, July 30th. I got it that same day. Oh, great. I couldn't put it down. It was so good. Oh, you're so kind. And, you know, when I've when I've said I give up before, it's, it's kind of had this almost maybe, I don't want to say negative, but the whole like, oh, I'm done. Yes. <laughs> but you have you have a spin on this that I love in this book. Tell me about what I give up really means to you. Yeah, and and many days I say it with that exasperated, <laughs> <laughs> you know, inflection. I give up. Uh, I live, yeah, with a with a husband with health challenges. Who uh, we have a sweet marriage, but but it's it's been a tough road for for him and for both of us and we have four little kids six four four and one wow (laughs) that have a lot of energy and fun kids but yeah often i get to a place of saying you know i can't uh, i can't control this anymore and 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 for me i'm a planner uh Mm -hmm. i say i'm a planner i'm really more of a control freak (laughs) (laughs) that's me so i'm both and and honestly the core of the book is um i don't know a couple years ago i realized that you know in my planning and in my effort to control i think i was trying to find stability and peace in my life through managing the things in my life mm-hmm. and that can only uh, be successful to a certain extent cuz ultimately you know what the scriptures teach us is if we want to gain our lives we actually have to lose it yeah. or it's when we come to a place of realizing that we can't ultimately control everything. Um, we cannot have that deep peace and joy that isn't hinged on our circumstances unless we come to a place of surrender. Yeah. You know, 
I, I often see people or artists, maybe it's an actor, maybe it's someone on social media, whatever, and you don't always know their story. Yeah. You don't always know. So, and I didn't honestly know some of the things that I found as I was reading your book, and I'm like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, that you've been able to use these as kind of teaching moments for all of us in our life. You mentioned that your husband, Martin, had some health struggles shortly after yes, right, you it was, were married. Mm-hmm. It was within the first two years of our marriage. And, you know, health issues are are, tar- are hard any time in a marriage, but especially within those first couple of years, because you have this picture of, you know, I don't know, the, the house, the white picket fence, the 2.5 kids. I, I don't know what yeah. you have a picture of when you think of marriage. But for us, it wasn't us spending three months in the hospital with Martin recovering from brain surgery. And even the tumor in and of itself, I remember when we when we heard the news sitting with the doctor and I thought, okay, we can do this. You know, mm-hmm. we're newlyweds, we've we've got this. And he gave me this pamphlet on um, basically the steps of what, what was next, the scheduling the surgery, the rehab. And as long as it felt manageable to me, I wasn't too freaked out by it. I think it was more when I realized, um, you know, that our normal um, was going to change mm-hmm. when when things were going to change indefinitely. And and I kind of saw us going down this road, and all of a sudden um, we take this detour. But then after we'd stayed on the detour for years, at some point in time, you realize, oh no, I think the detour is actually the road. Wow. So do you think, or how has your marriage been strengthened mm-hmm. through this? Because I, I think those are one of those other things. You, you probably learned a lot from each yeah. other, especially just being married. You know, most people, when you just get married, you're you're figuring, how am I going to deal with the, you know, uh, socks yes. on the floor yes. and laundry <laughs> issues, you know, jumping from that to, wow, my husband has a brain tumor. Things yes. are majorly changing. What do you What do you think you learned the most from that? Man, the the marriage thing is, has been, uh, yeah, definitely where where we've learned a ton and and really failed a lot and had to, uh, you know, get whether it was counseling or pastors at our church helping us walk through what does marriage look like in light of disability? Because mm-hmm. uh, for a long time, I think both of us would have said that the biggest problem in our marriage is Martin's disability, which the truth is the biggest problem in our marriage is our sin mm-hmm. and and our selfishness. And in the same way that a lot of couples would say, man, if if my husband only had a different job, if we only had more money, or if I had different in-laws, <laughs> you know, right. or, or the, the biggest problem being something with our children. Well, the truth is, is all of those things can either be a means of frustration or a means of grace. And for us, Martin's yeah. disability has been the thing that has caused us to uh, to cling to God more mm-hmm. and honestly to, you know, when we get frustrated with things, to fall towards each other rather than away. Now, you, you're going through all of this with your husband. You're, you're, you know, and, and, and he's good now, right? Let's... Yeah. Well, so he lives with a vision deficit and a memory deficit. So okay. he lives with a brain injury, which is, which is tough, but he, his health is stable right now, which we're so Amazing. grateful for. Amazing. So you're, you're married and you decide, okay, I think we want to have kids, <laughs> right? <laughs> Everyone, that's like the thing that no one wants to ask. They're, they're thinking, okay, so your husband has a disability. And then y'all decided to have four kids. <laughs> well, the truth is, is we thought, okay, the truth is 
that even in the midst of all the disability stuff, we got about five years out from all of it and realized that both of us still really desired to have children yeah. and wondered, okay, is that just something that we need to, to lay down? Uh, and we, we asked a few different couples you know, to come alongside us and pray because uh, we really wanted to be open to that not being part of our story. But as we as we talk to people, because the question is, like, why do, why do you have kids? Like, do you do, you do it? I mean, it doesn't seem like a, the right reason. Just, oh, I just think it'd be fun to have kids. Or I just always saw, saw myself having kids. But the more we talked about it, um, you know, the fact that Martin and I love each other, the fact that we love God, and the fact that we wanted to to share that with kids, it, him having a short-term memory deficit, that's not necessarily a disability that precludes him from being a great dad. No, and we've seen absolutely that so not. many times. But you struggled with infertility after yes. that, right? So yes. you had, so we, did you feel like you were just at a point, okay, Martin's doing great, we're stable, we want to have children. Boom, now I'm having, now yes. I'm having infertility issues. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, with, and a lot of that was, was a result of, you know, things with Martin's health. And so we thought, okay, we're not going to be able to have biological kids. And then we went through a failed adoption and then, you know, we got pregnant and then lost the baby. So there were a lot of things that, that we walked through, but all of it, man, in the midst of it, all of it, I can look back on it now and see just God's grace in the midst of it. I meet so many women who struggle with infertility yes. or um, you know, miscarriages that are, people would say that miscarriages are common, but it doesn't make it any less traumatic right. when you have a baby. It almost makes it worse it. because it's so common. So many people yes. are having to go through it and deal yes. with it. I mean, I can And so many name, people going through it alone. Yes. Because it, it, it just is a hard thing to talk about. Uh, but I'm, I'm, so I'm thankful that, you know, this new book I give up, I share a lot of that or even, you know, with the failed adoption that was also devastating and and a lot of times i have to be careful because people see us on this side now we have these four kids and so it's oh god just answered my you know i finally laid it down and mm-hmm. then god answered my prayer and that's not really the point of surrender it right. um i think that's a poor teaching when people think well if you can just get to the place of surrendering it then god will give you the desire of your heart well no it, it really you come to a place of of surrendering it because it makes sense to trust right. God with it rather than trusting yourself with it. And, you know, for Martin's healing, we have surrendered that a thousand times, and the Lord still hasn't healed my husband. Um, but that's the point of surrendering. It's the point of, of saying like Jesus did in the garden, not my will, but yours be done, Lord. Exactly. What are some of the 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 practical tools that you've used? You know, I'm just getting into the book, which, again, I love— but you talked about meditating on God's word and, you know, you're a mom of four little kids. You just <laughs> went and got your doctorate in worship studies. You're touring, I'm sure. You're, tra- mm-hmm. you know, how, what are some practical things that you kind of just make yourself do? Oh, there's <laughs> literally so many things. I'm trying to just pick one because the book isn't meant to be uh, six steps to surrender. Yeah. But it does give very practical um, steps. Uh Wow. I think one thing, um, studying God's word, just the importance of it in the life of a believer. I, mm-hmm. I cannot overemphasize that. And a lot of times people feel defeated uh, when they try to study God's word because they're, 
using a method that may have worked in an earlier stage of life. Yeah, (laughs) and everyone's in different stages, right? Absolutely. But I think about when I was in college and, excuse me, when I was in college and I remember doing these in-depth Bible studies with with all the blanks. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes. These workbooks. And I would spend 45 minutes each day you know, filling in the blanks. And there was that sense of accomplishment that I've filled in all the blanks. And then you have kids and you're, and you're like, I, these blanks are glaring at me in judgment because I don't have time to fill in all the blanks. Right. And I'm always talking to women who just, who literally are not reading the Bible or studying the Bible because it doesn't look like it did when they had more time. Yeah. And I want to say, no, 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 you have 10 minutes. You, you want to hear something convicting? You can actually look on your phone at the end of the day and see how much time you have spent on Facebook, on Instagram, on Pinterest, on whatever it is. And the Bible app. Yes. <laughs> and I'm going, if you just reallocated a few of those minutes, because uh, the Lord, he's not going to, uh, time with him is not meant to feel oppressive. It's life-giving. It's just us changing some of those patterns to yeah. say, I'm going to spend this Five minutes in the carpool line or five minutes yeah. uh, in the bathroom, like whatever right. it is. No, and that's where I think technology can come into play and do many awesome things. There's, Absolutely. There's the great little med- Bible meditation app that I use that has like 10 minutes mm-hmm. of just whatever you need. But you know what? Someone, I heard someone say this a long time ago because I do think sometimes it can be overwhelming, especially for what different stage. You know, some people open the Bible and what stage they're in. And it's like, I don't even know what any of this means. It's too yeah. much. I, you know, someone told me, open a children's Bible. Read oh, the, and so, I'm like, there's that so is many great so children's many Bibles. practical, you know, just because you're an adult doesn't mean you can't open a yeah. crack, open a children, do it with your kids, yeah. you know, bedtime stories, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I think the truth that I want women to hear is that, like Romans 12 says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And for us to realize that we're being transformed by something. yeah. And if we're not being intentional about being transformed by God's word, then we're just going to be conformed to the world. And when you think about, um, there's so many, um, not picking on, not meaning to pick on anybody, but there's so many apps on our phones that show us who the world says we should be. Absolutely. Rather than taking time to either read the scriptures, listen to a podcast that's encouraging you and telling you who you are in Christ rather than who the world tells you you should be. Yeah, I love that. And and you're a mom with kids. I I want my kids to see me doing that every day. That's the highest form of accountability right there. Kids, you know, learn what they live, right? (laughs) (laughs) I had something with my little girl the other day. She was like, Mommy, I want a phone. And I was like, what? You're six. Why would you need a phone? She said, so I can check my email at dinner. <gasps> oh. And I thought, oh, wow. That is, uh, I've that had those is about moments. the most convicting thing that's been said to me in a while. I've <laughs> had those moments. Oh, I She's love it. She's my junior Holy Spirit. This yes. is my little girl. That's how my little daughter is, too. Laura, I love this book. I give up. It's called, and you'd have some new music coming out yes. soon as well. So I'll let everyone know how they can find the book, find your music. Yeah, well, um, any info about what we're up to, laurastorymusic.com. You'll find cute pictures of kids, you know, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, any of, the, any of those things that I just told you to stop looking at. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right. But you 
you can eat every so often. To, yeah, that'll be helpful. But uh, yeah, in any place you buy books or anywhere you listen to music, the, the new stuff is out. So laurastorymusic.com is my website. And man, we, we just love uh, people checking out where we're going to be, coming meeting us, yeah. sharing your story with us. And uh, this has been, it's by far the, the greatest joy in life to get to, to travel around as a family and uh, share the stories of God's faithfulness in our life and hear the stories of his faithfulness in others. Yeah, well, thank you so much. You're always encouraging your music. I always say your music music is just very calming to me when I'm in in, like an anxiety-driven state or when I'm just like need a boost. You know, your song and your music just, it grounds me and helps me get back to, you know, the word and what's important. So thank you, Laura, for stopping by today. You truly are a blessing. Oh, great to be here. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.